How you doing? This is the Ninja for Another Color Podcast. It's Sunday, July 18th. I'm your host, Dwayne Otley. Today, we'll be speaking on the Atlanta Braves, NBA Finals, the Atlanta Falcons, Becky Hammond, The Flash, Dame Dollar, Richard Sherman, uh, bringing up the season finale of Loki. Uh, might talk a little human and bad batch uh so this is ninjas with another public podcast now available on spotify so rate us review us uh, give us five stars at google soundcloud and now spotify uh let's get it started Welcome to Ninja Another Color Podcast. Yes, uh, we are here today on Sunday, July 18th. I am your host, uh, Dwayne Otley. Uh, uh, we're now 
are available on Spotify. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Google. Uh, today, uh, we're going to start off with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Falcons have cut uh, Mango due to legal issues. And um, and now we're going to sign Justin Houston. Uh, I think it's a good pick, but does he... I say, does he? Does he have enough left in the tank to where make a Super Bowl run? Uh, we did get um, Dwight Freeney at the end of his career, and he, we went to the Super Bowl. So, hope lightning strikes balling twice. And now we're gonna talk about will the Braves win the East without Acuna? As most of you know, Acuna uh, tore his ACL in. Florida running back and it snapped I knew from the minute he hit the floor from his reaction that it was really really awful and he was out for the season uh, Freddie says he's happy he wants to be in Atlanta uh, the trading deadline is 12 days away yeah 12 days away will the Braves be sellers they made a move got Jock Peterson and I don't know. Four games out, I think we're going to be buyers. We should have gotten um, Chris Bryant, even though it's a, a rental. But it is what it is. Uh, is the Georgia voting bill bad karma for the Braves? Hmm. Uh, let's see. The summer will will pan that out, but. Uh, uh, again, Acuna towards ACL. Let's see what Kirchin says about it. End this on, on a bummer story, but what a drag as Ronald Acuna Jr. tears his ACL. He's out for the season. One of the biggest, most important stars in baseball. So where does that leave the Atlanta Braves as they try to contend for a playoff spot? Well, they're in big trouble without Ronald Acuna Jr. He leads the team in batting average and in home runs and in stolen bases. He leads the major leagues in runs scored. He's become a weapon defensively in the outfield. He is their energy source at the top of the lineup. And for most of this season, it's been Acuna Jr. and then the rest of that team offensively. That's how important he's been, so it's a terrible loss. For the Braves, it's an even bigger loss for Major League Baseball because mm. that guy is breathtaking to watch every single day, and to lose him for the season is really bad. Ah, uh, man, we wish him the best in his recovery, and also you the best, as later on today. Yep, the Braves lost their Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame player. Yeah, but he will be back next year, stronger than ever, he says. And again, they did sign Jock Peterson. He was with the Dodgers last year and won the World Series. And the first game he didn't play, uh, we played the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Uh, as usual, guess what happened? Bullpen blew, bullpen blew the lead. And everybody thought it was, uh-oh, two games under 500. But yesterday's game came. And check out the highlights. 
his first start as a member of the Braves. Jock Peterson tonight, last seven at home for Freed. Excellent work, four and two, only one home run allowed. I really like what Peter Moylan said about Max. Establish that fastball. Tom, last three starts, five innings. A lot of pitches. That's not been like Max the last couple of years in rotation. No, it hasn't, and he, no, I agree with Peter 100%. He's got to pitch off his fastball. Opponents have a 341 average on his four-seam fastball this year compared to 198 last year, so that will speak of command issues. And we'll look at Yandy Diaz leading off. That's a bouncing ball hit towards short. Dansby positioned perfectly, and the ground ball gets like started for Max Free. If both these starters are right, you're going to see a lot of ground ball outs. Yes. And Fleming for Tampa Bay. So you hear the cheers for Austin Meadows. He had a big night last night. Both the Georgia kids in Tampa Bay colors had a big night. And it's picked off Franco. Max Freed with that great pickoff move. Throws the rookie, and there's out number two. 18 career pickoffs for Max Freed, and he was late and then slipped. Well, and that's how you know you have the pickoff move, too, because Franco obviously was going nowhere, and the rule of thumb is if you're not stealing, you should never get picked off, and he still got picked off. As Meadows hits with two outs, full count. Hard hit ball, but into the shift. That'll be easy. Max Freed with his pickoff move, the ninth turned in by the Braves this year, helps him along, and Jock Peterson debuts as a starter at the plate next. Left-hander. Josh Fleming making his 15th appearance, seventh start of the year, covering 69 innings pitched so far, 42 punch-outs to only those 17 walks. Will work quick and features a heavy sinker that he throws about 45% of the time and has a high ground ball rate on him. Well, here's Peterson, officially joined the club last night, making his first start in an Atlanta uniform. High ball back into center field. Phillips is there, and he turns it down. There's a swing of the line drive in the right field, but directly at Randy and Rosarito, who squares off and catches for the second out of the game. Here's Freddie Freeman coming off a four-hit night. Kind of pitch sliced to center, but right at Brett Phillips. He's coming in again, and three fly ball outs for Josh Fleming, and the Braves go one, two, three. Good start for Max Freed. He has faced the minimum in his first two innings. He'll have the bottom part of the Tampa Bay order coming up in the third inning. Brett Phillips, he balls two strikes. Breaking ball, got him, and strike three called. Back-to-back -back strikeouts for Max Freed. He's looking more like himself. Yeah, good, good pitch there. Breaking ball, that was a little bit more of the slider. Swept across the zone. Phillips gave up on it. Caught the corner. Taylor Walls. This one's hit hard, but ran into the ship. Taken on the short hop by Ozzie on the left side of the infield. He has plenty of time to wing it over there to Freddie Freeman and two down. Two up, two down. Josh Fleming's going to step in the batter's box for the first time. And he strikes him out. Three up, three down. Max Freed has set down seven straight. Six-game hitting streak for Freeman. Well, let's see if the Braves can convert that into the game's first run. Ozzie Albies bounced out his first time up. As this one is scorched towards center. Phillips on the run. Still sprinting. Still going. Still going. It's off the base of the wall. Freddie on his way to third. He's rounding third. He will score. Ozzie's headed to third. He'll flop in with a triple in the Braves lead. Minister extra base hit has another one. And his first of the night puts Atlanta in front of the fourth. That's what makes Ozzie so dangerous. That ball is not a strike. That ball is down out of the zone. And he just golfs that ball to dead center field with carry, which is hard to do. And Freddie got a great read on that. He was chugging the whole way. So the Braves strike first. Here's Austin Riley infielder. And 
to deep left. This one, though, playable for Meadows. He backpedals, makes the catch. Albies tags and scored. ABC baseball, and it's 2-0. Two 2-0 to nothing. Two nothing Braves, bottom of the fourth inning. Runners at first and second, and two down for Max Freed. Braves runners lead the pitch. And Freed shoots one down the left field line. Meadows line, run! Can't get it! That's going to score one. Here comes Smith to third. They're going to wave it. Relay throw won't be made. They walk Smith to pitch to Freed. Yeah, cut her a little bit off. Served it into left field, and Meadows wasn't able to cut it off, which enabled Smith to score all the way from first. Now Jack Peterson will try to chase him home, making his first start. He unloads. That's headed for the Braves' bullpen. Welcome to Atlanta, Jack Peterson. The Braves have scored six runs in back-to-back games after the All-Star break. Tom, and we're only in the fourth in game two tonight. Yeah, look, we talked about it in the open. Offense was great last night. They've taken advantage of opportunities again tonight, and boy, what a way to break in for Jock. That's why they got him. He's got some pop. The man that started this six-run rally last inning is the man that starts the Braves' fifth. Two balls and a strike for Freddie Freeman. Nobody on or out. And he hits a high fly ball, belted toward the Braves' bullpen. Freeman goes above the bullpen. His fourth homer in his last five games. The Braves had the extra point. It's seven to nothing. Max Freed, the batter, he's had himself quite a night. He has singled, he has doubled, he has scored a run, and he has driven in two. No balls and a strike. Line drive, it's a three-hit game for Max Freed. He's making it look way too easy. So two singles, a double, a run scored, two RBIs, and he's throwing a four-hit shutout. And here's the scenario that Brian Snitker envisioned. Multiple runners on for guys like Freeman. And now Freddie launches one toward left. That's going to be deep enough to bring home free. There's the catch. Max tags. He'll jog home and score without a throw. Freddie Freeman with another RBI. Two tonight. 54 for the year. 25th game for Santana. Seven out of his last eight and four in a row have been scoreless. He's thrown the ball well. One ball, no strikes. Ground ball to the right side of the ship. Ozzie's got it. And an easy little throw to Freddie Freeman. Walls grounds out. One down here in the eighth inning. As this one knocks the glove off Santana, he recovers and makes the play. Wow, how about that heads-up effort? Yeah, kind of hit him right in the thumb, looked like. Knocked it off, good presence of mind to find the baseball. Takes time, make a good throw. Now Yandy Diaz, the hitter. And this one up the middle, Dansby Swanson, nice pick. 360 and a bullet to first. Atlanta is doing it all tonight. It's the middle of the eighth. This will be the seventh shutout for the Braves since June 20th. If they can finish off the Rays right here, two on, two out. And Tampa Bay pitcher Francisco Mejia is coming up. Lifted toward right. How apropos is this? First start for John Peterson. He'll enjoy his first win as a Brave. 9-0 is your final score. The Braves got six runs in the fourth inning. Max Freed, seven innings of shutout ball. He had three hits, two RBIs. Yep, Jock Peterson came, and he made an imprint. Uh, yeah, they they won. They're one game under 500 now. The game's going to start in about 19 minutes. Hopefully, Smiley doesn't give up home runs because he's a, let's say, a fly ball pitcher, but it's what it is. Uh, Freddie's got to be MVP Freddie in the second half. Uh, like I said, I wish he would have gotten uh, Chris Bryant.
but they want to haul for him. So I don't know what else we could have gave up to get him. Uh, well, since he's he's out for the season and probably won't come back until the All Star break next season. Uh, here's our highlights of the Bear, Ronald Acuna Jr. His 30th pitch is whacked inside the back fair and down the left field line. It hits right off the point of the stands. And Ronald Acuna Jr.'s first hit of the season is a stand-up double. With, he is, as you said, a polished gem. As Bryce Harper goes after the first pitch and whacks that past Freddie Freeman. Acuna got to it quickly. 360 spin. His throw headed towards second. And Bryce Harper is going to be tagged out. Great play by Acuna to noon. And then the Braves will come home for the opener on Friday. And the first pitch is belted by Acuna. Deep left field. One pitch. It's one nothing. fly ball hammered to left center field Acuna's gonna have another home run so Fetty back to work and Acuna with a bolt to left field that's headed for the left field corner Stevenson will gather that and Acuna's on his way to second a booming double in the there's a ball shot the other way past Perez Streaking around third is Enciarte. He will score. Freed goes first to third. In this game, another one to Acuna. And a line drive over third. That's headed for the left field corner. Acuna around first on his way to second. McCutcheon tries to dig it out and does. And Ronald Acuna Jr. has the Braves' first hit at home. A ringing double into... Spots like this in his young career, and he drives this one to right. Acuna back, still going, reaches and makes the play. Wow! Sharply hit. That's a fair ball. Acuna is red hot. He's going to chug the second with another extra base hit. First seven games. On the ground, inside the bag. The Braves get a dribbler. Look at Acuna go. He's on his way to second. Harper got to it quickly, and Ronald will stop there. Cast. First is swing by Albies, and a drive, rather by Acuna, and a drive to center that's going to go. Ronald Acuna Jr. has done it again. Acuna will lead off for Atlanta. And a line drive headed for the right field corner. That's down for a hit. Long run to Ronald. He'll track it in the corner. Acuna on his way to second. Ball dies at the corner. Ronald around second. Here's the run to third. He barely flops in with a leadoff triple. back toward the infield. Acuna continues his scorching start. 1-1. In the air. That's well hit. That's down the line. That ball is gone. He does it again. A 
Has another 3-2 on the way. Swing and a fly ball. That's launched left center field. It's a no-doubter. Way up into the seats for Acuna. The Braves are back in the game. It's 6-3. Swing and a cannon shot toward right center field. Look at that ball curled away. High off the bricks. Robles knocks it down. And Acuna in at second with a double. Expect miracles. <laughs> Just give us a hard night tonight. It's... Acuna digs in and unloads deep to left field. Did he keep that ball fair? It's near the pole. That ball is into the upper deck. Swing and a drive. Hit to left. Did he get it high enough? No, but it's going to die at the base of the wall. McCutcheon over. Picks it up quickly, but not before Acuna stands at second. A first pitch. One-two count. Broken bad line drive base hit. One run scores. Here comes Heredia around third. There'll be no throw. And the 0-2 pitch. Breaking ball, fly ball, headed toward the right field corner. Acuna checks the scoreboard and somehow made the play. He turned the wrong. Here comes another 3-2. Driven toward right. Pretty well hit. Acuna on the run to the track. Reaches up and hauls it in. After your subconscious in. Swing and a shot hit toward the left field corner. That's a base hit. Acuna around first on his way to second. He's digging hard around two, and he'll stop there. So Acuna with a ringing double. That's a one-out, two-bay night. Two runs, a double, a walk, a steal. And a bullet hit inside the line, fair into the left field corner. Adrianza on his way to third. Ron Washington's waving him around. Here he comes. Relay throw won't be made. And just like that, the Braves are down a run. Second up in the fourth, the pitch. Swing and a shot hit up in the gap. That's going to score one for sure. Adrianza's getting the green light. Here he comes. Relay throw is going to be late. Acuna belly flops to third. He's safe. Smoke toward third, and Devers wanted no part of that. That ball is going to roll all the way to the wall and die into the panic. And Acuna stands at second with a leadoff double. A tough assignment for Acuna here, a ball and two strikes. Driven toward the gap in right center field. Renfro on his horse, not going to get there. That's down off the track. Here comes Heredia. He'll be waved home. Acuna chugging for three. Delay on the throw to third, and Acuna is out. And the key is having these fingers on the fastball, on those things. Oh, well, you got a hold of one. That one's going to go. Homer. That would have made things a little more interesting, the pitch. And a whistler into left center field, a base hit. Smith will track that down on the warning track. Acuna with a momentary stumble on his way to second, and he'll stand. Smith has the whole left side to play with. If he goes that way, it's it over Ozzie's glove in the right field. Acuna comes up cleanly. Alonso chugging for third. The throw. He's going to get it. What a throw and tag. Two balls, one strike. And a shot towards center. That ball is deep. Hit the wall. It's a line drive home run. Back in Atlanta, the pitch is swung on and hit high in the air toward left center field long run winker diving try can't get it that ball's up against the fence acuna on his way to second and he will stop there so the braves have their braves right fielder ronald acuna jr the pitch 
whacked into right center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Around second is Heredia. He's on his way to third. They're going to wave him. Here comes the relay throw. It is going to be late. Ronald Acuna Jr. doubled. Swing and a rocket hit to straightaway center. That's how you pay back a high-tight pitch. Know what you're doing, and that's not always easy. Little pop into shallow right. Acuna streaking in and makes a terrific sliding catch. Starting with that game here in Atlanta. And he strokes that one toward right center field. Acuna got a good job. Did he hang on? He did. What a catch. He got the win. That's how he's been pitching these last three turns. As Acuna unloads. Take measure home run. It's the season of Ronald, or the half season anyway. Uh, like I said, I think they, they got a shot. They might need to make one more move because they did pick up a catcher just now. And it's just insane. Like I said, I hopefully, I hope they, they get um, another bat or call up one of the youngsters from... Triple A, but you never know. All right, moving on to our next story. Becky Hammond is not going to get a job as a head coach in this cycle. It's a shame. She's a good candidate. She's she's been been next to pop for a while, but I think she deserves a shot. But maybe her shot will be with the San Antonio Spurs since. The uh, Blazers, Pacers, uh, Wizards, Magic, and who else? Who else didn't give her a shot? There's one more team. Well, they didn't give her a shot, so uh, hopefully she she'll get a shot with um, the Spurs when Pop retires, and and I, I don't understand. Okay. Uh, speaking about basketball, uh, the NBA Finals were this week. We had a game four and a game five. Uh, at the beginning of the week, the Suns were up 2-1. And then game four happened. Let's go to the highlights. Giannis bought half court, so they gave himself a chance to build a wall. 
Bridges turns and shoots much more activity on defense. Shot clock winding down. Middleton drills it. Real pretty good pace for this guy. As these two teams are huffing and puffing out there. Portis, that's a three. The next third days, Metacupo throws up an air ball. Portis, the rebound. Gathers, handed it to go, but Giannis on the block for that shot when he's lived at the paint. Alley up inside for eight. And it doesn't put as much pressure. Wall to Johnson. Cam Johnson right off the bat. Knocks down. Middleton on the drive. Gets inside. Left-handed. Beautiful. Turn a cool ball to rebound. Giannis to spin move. Inside. Scoop layup is good. Shot clock at eight. First ball against Portis. Drives. Kicks it out to Crowder. And Crowder rattles in a three. Crowder had it. Back up top, Middleton off the dribble to Portis. Extra pass to T inside. And then a football. Crowder fell down. Oh, beautiful pass. Just waited for the run. Back up top, Holiday. Holiday struggling with his dribble. Booker, good aggressive defense, but Holiday takes no for an answer. Count it and one. Cotton in the rebound. Middleton throws it up. Lopez lays it up and in. Middleton. Well, 8-0 run by Milwaukee. They've got a four-point lead. Booker knocks it down. It was directed at Booker, trying to get him some space. Middleton again. Yes. Seven boards for eight. Booker left-handed. Holiday now on Booker. Then the Booker puts it in. Tough shot from Booker. But a challenge for everyone, including referees. Cameron Payne. Booker one-on-one. -on -one. Spins. Falling away in the baseline. It's good. Tough shot from Devin Booker. 20 points here in the first. He's already doubles an output from game three. Holiday the drive off the glass. The NBA scouts used to come to the Kentucky practices. There's not much more than the games as Mikel Bridges knocks down the three-pointer. Drew Holiday, short, Tucker, offens the rebound. Middleton throws it up and a Tenacupo puts it. Middleton fires away, hits a three, ties the game for some reason. Crowder catches, fires. Jake Crowder, another three. Crowder now three. Booker. Boy, such a soft touch. Defensive boards. Has ten defensive rebounds. That was such a key in game three for Milwaukee, getting all those offensive rebounds as I poke it away. And Holly just so strong. Booker with four to shoot. Drives, getting inside. Spins, falling away. It's good. What a tough, beautiful shot. Middleton the drive, got it poked out of his hands, and then a Kupo down low, couple of things blocked from behind. Bridges got a piece of it, and then foul by Lopez. Crowder, Crowder a three-pointer, in and out. And Hopkins grabs it. A hit to Antenna Kupo down the lane, and an easy bucket. Help is everything he does reeks of professionalism and winning, and this is where Chris Paul is going to have to carry the offense.
spins off ball. Inside, a dunker ball. What a gorgeous one. Chris Paul. Sonos Booker sits down. Got a good ball out. Connaughton fires away. Got a three. And the Bucks. First field goal of the night for Pat Connaughton. Cameron Payne finds some room. Draws the foul. Banks it home and one. Drive to the cup. Booker back in. Play with the four fouls. One on one with Connaughton. Oh, another tough shot from him. Five to shoot. Booker steps back. Taps a three. Oh, they say a two. One on one against Booker. Pass inside. Holiday shot blocked by Johnson. Asian and Rod. Booker double team. Finds Tory Craig. Craig kicks it out. Payne puts up a three. Puts it in. Cameron Payne is with two bigs. Portis and Lopez hard to cover to the three-point line. Middleton answers back. I thought he was fouled. Middleton blocks. Crowder rejects it. And at last touch Middleton. So it's going to be Phoenix. There's a lot of tough shots. He's a great player. Um, we're going to talk about it now. Thanks so much, right, buddy. Thank you. Mike, back to you. All right. Well, Lisa, thank you. Meanwhile, a couple of threes time. To trust him with five fouls right now. Dan Johnson turns and shoots. Cam Johnson showing no. Put on right to Chris Paul. Paul gets inside. Short jumper. That time gets the bounce. Middleton back out to Holiday. Reposts. Goes right at Cameron Payne. Shot is good. Payton again. Another down before. And Tanakupo on the steal. He soars and scores. On the offensive end. His ninth 30 point game of these playoffs. He's got 38. Pass inside of Tanakupo. And an eight. The one guy outside of Chris Ball that could make a play on the offensive end for himself or other. Middleton and off the glass with Payton. Trying to. We're midway through the fourth. Cameron Payne drives. Layup blocked by Portis. Rejected out of bounds. Payne and Tennis Hoopball back out. Middleton fakes. Dribble fires. In and out. Connaughton on the follow. Back out Middleton. Up top Portis. Portis on the drive. Blocked by Aiton. Rejected out of bounds. I thought Chris Middleton turns. Ball on the drive. Paul kicks it back out. Pass deflected and stolen. Three on one for the Bucks. Holiday. Foul by Booker. They didn't call. And Tanakupo back. Kupo was right there. And he got numbers. Giannis kicks it out. Connaughton for three. Bang! Connaughton in that situation. Booker the drive. Booker the pull up. And he banks it home to tie the game. And Giannis. Middleton fakes, now dribbles. Foul line jumper, shot, that's good! Middleton! Now Booker with Tucker on him. Throws it up for eight. Shot blocked by a Tucker. Chris Paul falls down and lost the ball. And you've got numbers right now for the Bucks. Holiday, Middleton, inside, he backs it home! Timeout, Phoenix! This build on drives to the rim. Booker drives. Scoop layup, no good. Giannis the rebound. An 8 0 Chris Middleton run. Six point lead. Booker the drive, gets inside, backs it home with 14.7 remaining. But how exciting is this series, though? Free throw is good. Final seconds. Paul will bring it up. Paul lays it up and in with 2.5. Makes it a six point game. All right, kids. That was game four.
series is tied 2-2. And yes, the block was amazing. And this was a, a really close game. And I still say Milwaukee's coach needs to be fired, but he did make a solid adjustment in game game two. I think game three. It showed up in the last game, uh, game four, and it showed up in game five. Uh, when we go to game five, I'll tell you what the adjustment is, but he still needs to be fired if they lose. Uh, that was a great block, great anticipation. Hear what uh, Stephen A says, says about it. Stephen A and Max. History? It's up. I mean, I tweeted as soon as I saw it. Like, uh, that's going. That's up there with LeBron's. Yeah. You, you could shoot. You could pick the poison. They were, they were both terrific, right? LeBron's is even more high leverage. But I'll do you better than just whether or not that's the best block in finals history. Considering the degree of difficulty on the play, remember he's stopping Devin Booker from penetrating. Mm -hmm. He's preventing penetration, and then also blocking the the oop to the alley oop to uh to DeAndre Ayton. Right, two pretty good players to be guarding at the same time in the finals a pivotal game four if you lose that game and it looks like it's coming down to the wire you're gonna lose the series down three one if you win you might win the series so considering the skill athletic ability everything that goes into that play and the high leverage moment that's one of the greatest plays in the history of basketball like, like we can even just take block one of the greatest plays in the history of basketball it is Absolutely comparable to LeBron's. LeBron's moment had even more leverage, but I wouldn't say skill-wise it required more. If anything, I think Giannis has required more skill. I have nothing to debate. They only to regurgitate those comments. I think it's one of the greatest plays we've ever seen in NBA history. Um, it's clearly one of the greatest blocks we've ever seen. And I would tell you that when you look at Le LeBron's was prettier coming down. Steph Curry to Iguodala. Iguodala's going up for the layup. If I see, to me, that's one of the mistakes that Iguodala made because LeBron's history of blocking from behind is well-renowned, okay? If I was if I was Iguodala, I'd have kicked it right back to Steph Curry and let him just pull up or something. But nevertheless, LeBron coming out, you know, coming trailing and coming out and then blocking it with one hand. His head was at the rim. Fast break. It's a game seven of an NBA Finals. I can't say enough about that play for LeBron. That was definitely the sweetest, the best-looking, the prettiest. But in terms of difficulty, as Max pointed out, for Giannis to be defending, you know, helping out, and then the switch and to go over off of one leg and jump up to block DeAndre Ayton's alley-oop uh, slam, I can't say enough about that play. That was a phenomenal play. Matter of fact, the most impressive part about being sick the last couple of days is the fact that I was supposed to be at that game last night. And I wasn't because the doctor said to me, you better not get on that plane. You won't be where You'll you... You'll be there you, Saturday. Uh, yeah, I know. He said, but you won't be good for Saturday right. if you had got on the plane yesterday to go to Milwaukee. That's why I wasn't there. Load manager. Exactly. But, that, <laughs> oh. that, but I mean, my goodness. I, Just I, trust I, the process, David. Trust the process. Okay. Trust the process. <laughs> look, look, that's what it is. You and I were both at Game 7 in right. 2016. Yeah. And I went as a fan, paid my own way. I was like, no press pass. I right. want to buy a seat. Yep. Sat fifth row center court looking yep. at the bench because I wanted to be there. You knew it was going to be historic, yeah. right? And it was. And even we can parse the words more. You can, I can't even say uh, Giannis's was more difficult. I think it was. You, well, you, it took more skill. But what LeBron around. did at 
40 minutes into a game, in the last minute of a game seven against the greatest team of all time on the road, to run the <laughs> length of the court and then pin the shot, and, and uh, that was extremely difficult. Yeah. It did not take the skill level, the precision of Giannis. Giannis, to, to everything he had to consider in that moment and then to do it clean without fouling, in terms Fair of enough. skill level, Fair you never well, 1A, 1B. I think Giannis block was, because we're Princeton of the moment, they can call it the second best block, but it's only in a game five. Game No, game four. Uh, what's his name was in game seven. So that would just give it a like a notch, a notch above Giannis's block. But again, I jumped out of my seat and I liked it. Now let's hear what Chris Broussard and... Shannon says about it. Scale of one to ten, what'd you think of it? Well, Connaughton went a little bit too far. <laughs> I would say it's the second best block in NBA Finals history, of course, after LeBron's. LeBron's, I'm giving a ten. Giannis's, I'm giving a nine. I think everything that makes Giannis great was on display on that play. Skip just said it last segment. He's a hustler, right? He gets all types of hustle plays. Giannis even described this after the game as a hustle play. Like, he didn't give up on the play when a lot of people would have. And yep. he ends up making a huge defensive block. Also, his intelligence. So he said at post-game, he says, I saw the play coming. Because he's kind of stopping Devin Booker from getting to the hole. And Booker, he said, once Booker goes, puts it in his hand, he knows he's passing it because he's too far away from the basket for a layup. So now he, but he understands I'm too far gone. So he sees it coming. So his intelligence was on his way. And then, guys, he says, I knew I, I was too far gone, so I couldn't block the ball. I couldn't go at the ball. So I just jumped to put my hand in front of the rim. I mean, that, that's a lot of thinking going on in that split second. So he does, that's his intelligence is on display. His agility and athleticism and length is on display because most guys in the league, they can't get to that spot. They can't go from stopping the driver to protecting the rim in one motion like Giannis did, and then his strength. Remember, look, Aiton's going up with two hands. Giannis is going up with one. And, and he stops Aiton from dunking the ball with the one hand. A lot of times, a guy might have enough strength to still dunk it over him. Through. If Giannis had just been able to commit a foul, that would have been a good play. Like, if he fouls him and he doesn't make the basket, because Aiton's a 69% free throw shooter in these playoffs, that would have been a good play. They were up two. But for him to be able to block it, man, tremendous. And uh, I, I just love it. I think it shows a lot of guys, they scored 40 points the first two games or the last two games, and people are talking about, can they do it again like Michael Jordan? He wasn't having that type of night, but he wasn't all in his feelings. He wasn't focused on that end of the floor. He was focused on whatever it took to win the game, and that block was incredible, so I give it a 9. Chris, I gave it a 10 for all the reasons that you mentioned. Because he was able to, he played the pick and roll. He was able to stop and force Devin Booker to pick up his dribble, throw the 
mob and all in one motion. He drops them, turns, and faces and blocks DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton is seven foot tall. He's at least a foot over the basket. And so in one motion, I shut off the pit. I shut off the pit. I get to the roller because if if he's not there, if if uh, Giannis does not show, Booker's just going to get all the way to the rim or he's going to shoot that little 10 footer. But because he sees Giannis, and he knows, well, well, Giannis is supposed to be on DeAndre Ayton. There's no possible way he can get back and defend this, this lob duck I got for it. He throws it, and Giannis drops steps and goes and sees, like, I got to go right now. And he blocks it. I believe the only other guy that possibly could have made that play is Anthony Davis because he's extremely long. He does a great job of playing the pick and roll, and he's a great rim protector. But Jokic is not making that play. Joel Embiid is not making that play. None of the other bigs are making that play other, well, until I see, I'm sure there's some footage if we were to go back through the archives and look at all of uh, AD's games. But I know Giannis can make it because I just saw it with my own two eyes. And I was upset, Chris, because they wouldn't replay it. I'm like, he fouled it. He had to have fouled it. There's no way you're blocking a seven-foot lob dunk without fouling it. And he didn't. So I gave him a 10. And you can't convince me otherwise, Skip Bayless. Well, we're not going to hear from Skip Bayless because, you know, he's an anti-hero. Uh, but, again, degree of difficulty, 1A, 1B. The only reason uh, LeBron's is even up there because it's a Game 7. He saved the game. So, guess what? We're going to move on to Game 5. The series is tied 5. Sorry about it. The series is tied 2-2. And we're in Phoenix. And here we go. And I'm going to list the solo adjustment at the end so you can see what it is. Playoffs are wonderful. Middleton throws it away. Booker trying to hang on. Crowder comes up with it and slams it home. Timeout Milwaukee. Now Book and Paul, with all due respect, can have their way out there. Connaughton, three-pointer. That's good. Connaughton from downtown. He's, He's been such a spark off the bench. They're trying to get Connaughton to switch pick and rolls against Booker. And Booker nails another one. Antetokounmpo, the drive and finish goes right at DeAndre Ayton. Booker one-on-one with T. He likes this matchup. Gets inside. Nice shot. It's good. Booker puts it up. Crowder keeps it alive. Bridges steps into a three. Said we just competed harder. Sometimes it is that simple. Well, it is the greatest adjustment. I think adjustment as Giannis gets fouled is on Booker instead of Holiday. Booker finds his spot high. Arching shot. Oh, beauty from Devin Booker. 11 points for Holiday. Craig misses the three. Almost had his own rebound, but Connaughton got a hold. Lopez down the other end for the slam. Drew Holiday, very aggressive start. Finds Portis, the corner three. That's good for Bobby Portis. Cam Johnson stops, flips it up, shot short. Eight takes it away from Connaughton. Chris Paul turns, shoots, misses. Lopez the rebound. 
Connaughton takes the pass, fires, connects again. Pat Connaughton, three for three from downtown. And that's the second undisciplined gamble by Portis as Paul strips Holiday. Back to Johnson, Cam Johnson for three. With their former MVP on the bench, Connaughton. Not that time, Portis the rebound. Comes up short, rebound taken by Portis. Foul shot, count it, and one. Bobby Portis. Back up top, Middleton. Shot clock at seven. His drive in the lane. Floats it up and in. Hooker trying to fight over the screen. Holiday stops. Two-pointer rolls around and drops through. Dennis has been so unselfish with the pass, with him setting screens as Aiden gets an easy one on the roll to the rim. Middleton. Holiday, another long three. Got it. Drew Holiday lighting it up here in the first half. Booker rises up, drills another jumper. Instead, he feels that his team needs a, a punch on the offensive end and looking to take over. Lopez, perfect rotation on that three-pointer. That's his. Booker searching. Middleton right with him. Great defense there from Middleton. Booker makes no for an answer and drops it in. There's some magic from Devin Booker. To the quarter. And we play just four minutes. Booker tries again. Finishes with the left hand. And ESPN. Holiday's jump shot is good. Moving without the basketball, Coach, you always talked about his ability to slash and cut. Holiday with the steal, took it away from Booker. And with Tucker out, Holiday on him. And knocks down the three. Drew Holiday now with 23 points in 24 minutes. Phoenix had a 16-point lead in the second quarter. Very early in the second. Fedekupo jump hook drops in. And a timeout quickly called by Monty Williams. Except 85 points. And there's five and a half remaining in the third. Holiday, Connaughton, three-pointer from the corner. It's good. Pat Connaughton, four for six from downtown. The Bucks are shooting 62% from the field. Aiton spins inside. Beautiful left hand from DeAndre Aiton. Under that screen to try to break a little rhythm. And Tenecupo, four to shoot. Top of the key jumper. That's good. Giannis knocks one down. He's got 18. The lead back to 11. Antetokounmpo goes inside, goes right at eight, and layup is good. 20 points for Giannis. Holiday makes his move, drives on eight, falling away, shot is up and good. Under two minutes to play here in the third. Cam Johnson for three, got it. A much-needed bucket from Phoenix. Johnson's second three-pointer is back to ten. Lopez inside, and Holiday with his 11th assist. And again, they're going to play without a point guard this half. Tucker, the runner, will go on to the couple on the follow. Throws it down, it's back up to a dozen. Two minutes gone by here in the fourth. Booker, the drive, gets inside, and the foul. Devin Booker looking to take it over, he's got 33. 
Holiday and Chris Paul. Now Booker picks him up. Middleton spins, using his height, shoots over and scores. 22 for Middleton. Booker trying to draw the foul. Ball the drive, kicks it out. Good look for Bridges, his three. Got it! Booker drives on Connaughton, kicks it out. Bridges up top, Crowder. Paul, top of the key. Fires a three. It's good! Lee cuts to eight. Timeout, Milwaukee. In game four, he has been magnificent. Here tonight in game five. Antetokounmpo, high off the glass. He banks it home. Under six and a half remaining. Antetokounmpo, the drive to finish and the foul. Giannis with a chance for a three-point play. He's starting to pour it up. Chris Paul finds Bridges. Bridges gets a good look. Knocks down the three. Mikel Bridges, five for five from the field. Chris Paul drives on Antetokounmpo. Gets inside. Scores. They've got it to six. Crowder comes up to crowd him. Shot clock at six. Middleton, two-pointer. Puts it in, and the foul! Chris Paul finds a spot, three-pointer. Got it! Huge three-pointer for Paul, and it's back to seven. Pulls back, Middleton wants it. Good ball, but now how Middleton comes out to get it. On the drive, step back, three-pointer. It's good! More Middleton magic! Crowder, up top to Booker. Booker drives on Giannis, gets inside, scoop layup is good. Booker's got 37. Ball against Connaughton. Booker comes to the ball, fires a three. Bang! Devin Booker from downtown! It's a three-point game! his move, gets inside, the running layup is good, it's a one point game, Holiday gets it, shot clock at three, Holiday looks up, drives, throws it up, no good, rebound Bucker, Suns have a timeout, decide not to call it, Bucker the drive, gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday, Phoenix has the foul, Antetokounmpo throws it down! And a foul! Giannis on the alley-oop! What a turnaround! Missed it, fight for the rebound! Tipped and taken by Middleton! And they have to foul Middleton with 9.8 remaining. Much one right there. Booker leans in. That's a two-pointer. Shot won't go. Rebound tip taken by Tucker. Knocked loose back out to Booker. Final seconds deflected. Paul, the three-pointer. It's over. The Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from their first title in 50 years as they win on the road to take game five. Okay, kids. You don't want to know what the subtle adjustment they did? They're no longer doubling. Uh, what's his name? Devin Booker. Anytime they doubled Devin Booker, they had it open three. 
And like I said, the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks can't lose as long as they go in the paint. As long as they sit in the paint, they good. But guess what? They're not going to do that. Alright. Yeah, and the Suns are the Suns are standing around watching standing around watching um Who are they watching? They're watching the the buck shoot, so it's understandable. Let's hear what uh, Legs got to say. Tim Legler joining us now. Tim, what changed after that first quarter when the Bucks were down 16 and it looked like the Suns were just going to run away with this game? Well, Drew Holiday put this team on his back in the first half, and I'll tell you what, if, Ashley, if he doesn't play that well in the first half, they're probably down 20 going into the locker room, and I don't think they're coming back from that. So for me, this was Drew Holiday's night from, from the start. You could see his aggressiveness, and they're a different team when he plays this aggressively, and he doesn't always shoot the ball well. We know he's 4 for 20 in the last game, but I think more importantly, he took 20 shots because he's in that mindset of trying to play like a star. And you know you're going to get certain things out of Giannis and Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday, to me, is the guy that can fluctuate. And in this game, his aggressiveness from the beginning, he got into his mid-range, he got to the rim, he shot deep threes. He was feeling it at a time when the Phoenix Suns were scoring every trip down the floor. Drew Holiday kept this team's head above water, kept him within striking distance, and gave other guys an opportunity in that second half. Giannis and Chris Middleton at the top of that list to then get them back into it, where now they had three stars operating at the same time, 88 points between their three best players. If you're Phoenix, you just can't overcome that um, when a team has their three best players play that well offensively. It was almost a perfect game, except for the free throws late by Giannis. Other than that, the Milwaukee Bucks really can't play any better offensively than they did tonight. Drew Holiday was a huge part of that. I mean, it's incredible. Like you said, when you have three guys performing at that level of 32 points, 29 points, 27 points, that's hard to take down. Also hard to take down is Devin Booker. He had back-to-back 40-point -back games, but both were in a loss. How devastating is it for this Phoenix team to get that from your best player and then still lose? Yeah, and it hurts. It hurts a lot, and I think it also tells you a little bit about where the Phoenix Suns are right now in this process. You know, this is a team that's probably still going to need another legitimate star perimeter player to go with Devin Booker if they really want to win a title at some point. Now, look, they're not out of this series. They've got two games to win, but if someone doesn't step up in a big way, and, you know, Chris Paul played well late in this game, but for the most part, he was quiet most of the night. DeAndre Ayton is going to get most of his offense created for him. Devin Booker was the one guy that was out there doing his thing and creating offense. He did it again in the previous game, but when you don't have enough help and now you're going up against a team that has three guys playing like all league players the way that the Bucks had tonight, it's just too much to overcome. So, yes, it's demoralizing, it's deflating, and you wonder, you know, does Devin Booker have another game like this in him? It's really incredible the way that he has played. Uh, but you can't blame him if he finally has an off night. And if he does, where is the offense going to come from to offset what Milwaukee is throwing at them right now? Because they're throwing haymakers at them all.
Devin Booker's going to need more help than he got tonight. Absolutely. I mean, it was great to see Chris Paul get more involved from his 10-point performance in Game 4, 21 today. But if you're going to try to keep up with the Bucks, that would just not be enough. Tim Legler, thank you so much. Yeah, that was Legs giving you some info. Uh, what does Michael Wimbaugh think? Despite a deficit that large at the end of the first quarter, joining the 2008 Celtics. The Bucks shot 71. Wilbon joins us now from the newly named Footprint Center in Phoenix. Michael, that alley-oop is going to be the thing we see over and over again here. The clinching play in Game 5, as the block was in Game 4. But that big three, Michael, that doesn't get the shine for whatever reason, that a lot of other big threes are up near historic numbers tonight, 88 points in Game 5. How do you put their performance into context? It was virtually flawless. I mean, Tim Legler alluded to it already, other than some missed free throws from Giannis late in the game. And actually won by Middleton as well to sort of let Phoenix back in this, to get that big three to play that well in a game on the road. I mean, you don't want to have to come back here for game seven, even if you win game six at home. For those three to play like that, Drew Holiday started it. I mean, he was just all over Chris Paul defensively early. It was sort of amazing that Chris, with whatever was ailing him with that hand, was able to play himself back into Chris Paul form late. And I think he hit all three of his threes in this game as well. But Drew Holiday was so aggressive defensively, and that seemed to get him going offensively. And then by the time Middleton got into it in the middle third of the game, and then Giannis late as the closer, it's in again except the free throws. I don't know how you can expect for any big three to play better than the Bucks' big three did tonight. Again, 32 from Giannis, 29 from Chris Middleton, 27 from Drew Holiday in the win. Michael, on the other side, Phoenix shoots 55% from the field. They shoot 62% from three-point range in their building, and they lose. Monte Williams, who's been so good with, with messages to his team in this series and all season long. I mean, what's the message to your team after you lose with that kind of a performance? Yeah, I don't, I don't know where they go. They're going to have to dig a place deeper than most of those players on the Suns have ever dug before or even tried to. I mean, Chris Paul has been in close to this situation. The, the, the rest have not. They've got to dig someplace really deep to sort of not, not to motivate themselves. I mean, you, you see how this team, how hard they play, how resolute they were late when it looked like they had no chance to come back. But now they've got to do this again. you got to go get how many points for Devin Booker. You know, I, I had the pleasure of sitting next to Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas tonight to watch uh, this game here in Phoenix. And I remember I said to Isaiah, if Booker doesn't get 45 or more, they can't win this game. Um, they were just so far down, and people were chipping in a little bit at a time. I know Aiden had 20 points and 10 rebounds, but he wasn't the force that we've seen earlier in this series or in other playoff series this season, this postseason for Phoenix. So where do you go? Um, and it's going to be interesting what it is they come up with. Maybe, and this may be the important thing, we saw Chris Paul look like Chris Paul again. Again, hurting. I know he's not going to talk about it. I don't know that anybody outside the team knows specifically you know, how badly Chris is hurting and what's going on with that hand, but something is. But he, he played his way through it, um, and can he start in that place in Game 6 in Milwaukee, a game now that the Suns have to have? Remember, the Phoenix Suns have not faced elimination. They've only trailed once in this postseason, 2-1 to the Lakers before they took the Lakers out with three consecutive wins. So the Suns are in an all-together new 
unfamiliar place for them. And Chris Paul and Devin Booker are going to have to be at their best and get help to get this thing, this series. One down, Jay Williams. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Um, the Suns haven't paid the price yet. I know everybody says uh, that they're supposed to. Yeah, they're a good team, but they're just too small. They're getting killed on the offensive rebounds. If you look at the stats, points in the paint and rebounds, they're getting killed. No matter what you think, they are getting killed on the boards. And that's the most important thing right now. They were up 16 in the first, and give credit to the Bucks. They played Devin Booker one-on-one, no double, and nobody else contributed. Yeah, I, I suggest they, they play a boxing one, let him score whatever he got to score, and uh, and let's see what goes from, from there because... They're not anytime they double Devin Booker, they get a wide open three, and they only shot what 19 threes in this game. In the first, first, I think the first second game they shot, they shot and made. They probably shot 40 in 42 in one, 30 something in game two. Those games they won. They shot 20 in game three, lost 19 in game. Four, no, I think, yeah, 19 or 21. 21 in game four and 19 this last game. So, the Bucks defense showed up in the last three games. So, what's going to happen when they, they're not making threes? And they're not making threes and can't shoot. It's gonna be like give it to give it to um book and let him let book work, but that's not working for him. They lost three straight games that way. Alright, we're gonna go to I know it's the finals, but Dame Dallas like uh requesting a trade. He says he didn't, but probably his agent said so. Uh, They might, they might uh, trade him to Philly. Philly is the best option. Uh, The Knicks, Uh, I don't think so. Here's the last two minutes in game four. It's off of the screen and roll of Giannis and Middleton. Put the ball in the hands of your two best players and let them make the decision. Under two minutes to play. We're all tied here in game four. I'm trapping Devin Booker. Six out of 24. Booker the drive. Booker the jumper. Shot no good. Rebound Holiday. To Antetokounmpo. Drives inside. And foul on the pass again. That's their last foul to give. Right back to that screen and roll with Middleton and Giannis. Middleton fakes, now dribbles. Foul line jumper, shot, that's good! Middleton nails another! Bucks up two! 
This game is not that complicated. Sometimes you make it too complicated. Now Booker with Tucker on him. Throws it up for Aiden. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. What a block from Giannis. A good job by Middleton. Settle down and get right back into that action. But get into it quicker so you have enough time. A minute remaining. Middleton pulls back, jumper. In and out, Holiday the rebound. And dribbles him out of trouble. 48 seconds remaining, shot clock down to seven. Middleton pulls up. Rebound, Bridges. Mike, that was one great block by Giannis. Chris Paul falls down and lost the ball. And you've got numbers right now near the box. Holiday, Middleton, inside, he backs it home. Chris Paul with an uncharacteristic turnover and Drew Holiday a good play to Middleton and a tough finish over Booker and Giannis tired but happy No touch fouls on drives to the rim. Booker drives. Scoop player, no good. Giannis the rebound. And a whistle and a foul with 20.8 seconds remaining. They're now in the penalty. My free throws can seal it for Milwaukee. Middleton has been great, but Giannis has made huge plays that may go unnoticed. Unselfishness, finding guys, defensive blocks, defensive rotation, rebounding the basketball. He has done everything to put them in position to seal a victory. The Milwaukee Bucks, they were down nine earlier here in this fourth quarter. How about Middleton? 37 points. He's done this time and time again. Remember, in game three against Brooklyn, they were down 0-2. He scored 35. Game six against Atlanta. No Giannis. He scored 32. 37 more points here tonight and a five-point lead for the Bucks. Looks like the Suns are not going to call a timeout. You can't let them roll the ball on the floor. An 8-0 Chris Middleton run. Six-point lead. Booker the drive. Gets inside. Backs it home with 14.7 remaining. Middleton holding on. And he wants to take the free throw. Chris Paul upset. They didn't want to take a foul, Mike. They were trying to get a trap. Chris Paul is letting it be known that was the idea. Trap the basketball and not foul. Sometimes as a referee, you anticipate that call. They're thinking just travel. Instead, a foul is called to Middleton, an outstanding free throw shooter going to the line. The foul is on Johnson. That's Cam Johnson's third. And Middleton can cap off. Another sensational game. Well, they take it out quick. Well, Giannis really didn't get out of bounds. Wow. Clutch free throw shooting there from Middleton. 40 points with Chris Middleton. Booker launches a three-pointer off the mark. Rebound goes to Holiday. He's fouled. 
And now the crowd starting the official celebration. They look at serious though. Free throw is good. Final seconds. Paul will bring it up. Paul lays it up and in with 2.5. Makes it a six-point game. Bucks just need the inbound. They're trying to come free. They throw it into Connaughton, and that'll do it. The NBA Finals are tied at two games apiece. It's a best of three now. And, a whole and that was game <clears throat> four, the last two minutes. Yeah, again, size. No matter what they say, size. Um, remember when Chris Paul said Scott Foster was an issue? The referees? Uh, we're going to a game six. I bet you he's going to be either in game six or game seven. If he's in game six, the Suns are going to lose. Game seven, I think the Suns are going to lose. I think they'll lose anyway, but the conspiracy theories are going to be out saying that the ref was an issue. And now we're going to move on to game five. So, uh, this one is not also refed by Scott Foster. Uh, like I said, check it out. Turn around. 
a chance to take the lead and the turnover. That's the Bucks now up by three and a free throw coming up. What a play by Drew Holiday. Gets into the pitch and comes up with the strip. Turning the basketball over and then off to the races. Could have held it out. Instead, made the right read. Throws it up where only Giannis can catch it. Finishes it with the contact. Bad decision to foul because this would make it a four-point game with 13.5 remaining. Phoenix still has a timeout. Once again, a critical free throw for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Fight for the rebound. Tipped and taken by Middleton. And they have to foul Middleton with 9.8 remaining. They couldn't secure the defensive rebound. He misses. Punch one right there. Timeout. Make him use time. Hooker has it. Hooker leans in. That's a two-pointer. Shot won't go. Rebound tip taken by Tucker. Knocked loose back out to Booker. Final seconds deflected. Paul, a three-pointer. It's over. The Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from their first title in 50 years. Okay, I got two things. What if they had missed all their free throws? I mean, all of them. What are we talking about? What are we talking about this right now? And also, you can't teach size, no matter what nobody says. You can't teach 6'9", 6'10". As, as you saw, he, he missed a, a free throw. Tap back to who? The Bucks. Uh, again, going into game six, I'm a betting man. If you see Scott Foster as a ref, take the, take the overall points. And bet on the Bucks, because the Suns will automatically give up. All right, our next story is going to be a little crazy because it's about mental health. Richard Sherman got arrested on a couple things, but they showed the door doorbell camera video. Uh, check this out.
Yeah, that's a cry for help, man. He's a free agent. Foot guard career might be over, but as I say, when you see cries for help, go ahead and help help those who can't help themselves. Uh, like I said, uh, we gotta gotta help our heroes, even the fallen ones. Uh, moving on, uh, this was uh, the 150th episode of. 50th episode of A Flash and Norwest Allen made an appearance and you know how I feel about that uh, the show jumped a shark as usual so I don't know why but it did jump the shark I really don't understand why they're doing this but hey more Norwest Allen it's awesome so they made too much makeup of it but uh, have a listen so what's going on all those clones just tried to kill you Bart they were calling you the adversary why? What's going on? Dad, we can't talk about this. Look, look right now, I don't, I don't care about what kind of rules I have in the future. I want to know why every Godspeed out there just tried to kill Bart. Because he's my son. Dad, Godspeed is my arch nemesis. Okay, he's my one big bad to rule them all, just like you and Thawne. devoted his entire life to destroying mine. He murdered your grandma. You can't just throw his name around without knowing what it means. I know what it means! What? It's okay. Why don't we all just try and take a breath? Maybe we should go train? If we want to take on those clothes again, we gotta work on our platoon boom. said they jumped the shark I don't understand why they they didn't make them twins they did make them twins they made her older doesn't make any sense but hey I'm just here for more Nora West Allen so kaboom and how they ended uh, the last one didn't really make any sense, but hey, I am just here for the fun. So helpless. Yeah. 
Jumping the shark. I know I like this show, but it's jumping the shark. And here's another reason. I'm fine, I swear. So how did the Godspeeds recover so fast, let alone recharge themselves? It's like they they got stronger all of a sudden. I think I know how. Okay, so the SAE battery needed 700 nanometers of microwave energy to power the device. But the battery wasn't charged by Allegra. It was charged with light lightning which is an equivalent to 5 billion nanometers of energy. So various lightning supercharged the SE. And when the Godspeeds were blasted, they got a super dose of the speed force energy too. Barry, I am so sorry. Look, I, I, I should have seen this coming. No, man, no, no, you did everything right. This is not your fault. Okay, so how long until the next batch shows up? 45 minutes stops. But I'll see if I can get my pop's device working again before then. Yeah. Okay. If we get the SCE working, we're still outnumbered. We need reinforcements. How long were you listening? Not long. Not long. Just, just, I mean, just long enough to hear the dad finally realize that he should tag me in. You meant me, dumbass. No, I didn't. Wait, what? Nora, we... We almost died out there. I couldn't protect you. I'm not putting you in that position again. Yeah, but we didn't die. And I can help. Want a little backup here, please? Nora, this war is unpredictable, and it's getting more dangerous. What do you think Bart and I deal with every day in 2049? Yeah, I mean, come on. We're heroes. Dangerous is kind of part of the job. And not this time. You don't just get to decide that. I'm about to turn 30. In four years. The point is, unlike Bart, I'm the real adult. Yeah, we're your parents, and we're saying right now you're still not going out there. You can't stop me from fighting. Okay, me either. Mom. 
But your father is right. Well, you can't just send us back to 2049. That's not an option. And we're not going to go watch TV at Grandpa Joe's. We could always lock you in a pipeline cell until this is all over. You wouldn't. We will if we have to. Jump the shark. Anyway, next week is the season finale, so we'll see all the speedsters, past and presents, and I'll be there for more Nora Wars Allen. And now, the season finale of Loki. Again, this is a writing show. It's not better than Bad Batch, not better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but everybody likes Loki, so here's some scenes. Search a free will. Without the TVA, everything burns. A variant of myself lived on Earth in the 31st century, and he discovered that there were universes stacked on top of his own. Other versions of us were learning the same thing. Some of us meant only one thing new lands to be conquered. The peace between realities erupted. I weaponized a liar, and I ended. The multiversal war and prevent any further branches. Hence the TVA. Hence ages of cosmic horror. 
personal to me. Oh, grow up! Grow up, Sylvie! Murderer! Hypocrite! You just crossed the threshold. I knew everything up to a certain point, and now, now I have no idea, no idea how the rest of this is going to go. Take over, and my life's work continues, or plunge a blade in my chest, an infinite amount of thee, start another multiversal war, and I can it! You believe what? That a bazillion boogeymen are going to turn up just because we give people free will? But what if by taking him out, we risk unleashing something even worse? This whole thing been a con. That's what you think of me. Evil Loki's master plan comes together. Why aren't we seeing this the same way? Because you can't trust, and I can't be trusted. The cost of getting this wrong is too great. Kill me! Take your throne! Someone is coming. Countless different versions of a very dangerous person, and they're all set on war. We what are you talking about? Who are you? What's your name? Who are you? Yep. The multiverse has been created. Great dialogue. Again. Uh, he went. He kissed himself. She killed Kang. Yes. The black dude is Kang. Why? Why is the why is he carrying it? I don't know. But the sentence of Reed Richards and next season after I guess multi multi uh WandaVision's movie, we get season two. Great show, but love the dialogue. Okay, and now we move to Bad Batch. Uh, this is Ninjas of Another Color podcast. Uh, rate us, review us, subscribe on Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, Bad Batch episode 12. They're linking, they're canonizing Star Wars Rebels with Bad Batch because Hera's here. Check out the best scenes. The liberator of Ryloth, now the traitor of Ryloth. How unfortunate for your people to see you fall. They won't believe your lies. Your loyal followers will be even easier to deal with. Your daughter, too. Sindula's forces attacked our transport and shot Senator Tatar. I was there. That blast didn't come from Cham or his fighters. Who is responsible? Don't know, sir. You have your orders? Yes, sir. Uh-oh. We need to send out a transmission. And first, Gonki's prime power source won't fully charge. I'm fixing it. Is it defective unit? Don't worry, we're defective too. I'm sending coordinates. Please hurry. We can't put ourselves on the line every time someone's in trouble. Why not? Isn't that what soldiers do? 
free my parents from the capital. Please, I don't have anyone else to ask. Crosshairs here. Great. Just what we need. This is a military occupation. Rylar's not a separatist planet. We're here. The Empire will know we're here, and so will Crosshair. All my father wanted was peace on Ryloth. Why is this happening? He's a voice the people stand behind. That makes him a threat to the Empire. I'll pay you double. All the money in the galaxy won't matter if we're dead. She's trying to save her family, Hunter. I'd do the same for you. We have a battalion of troopers right outside. That's not enough. I know what they're capable of. I suggest you stay on task, or I will find someone who can. Why do you trust him so much? Because he's my brother. They all are. Ryloth is your home. You know it better than us. You both attacked an Imperial convoy. What did you think would happen? We had to protect Hera. That's what I'm trying to do. Please, if you know where she is, tell me. I'll protect her. We trusted you, Hauser. I won't make that mistake again. Attack the capital? What? That was my plan! Not the Imperial refinery on the outskirts. If we attack there, reinforcements will be diverted from the capital. We can use that distraction to rescue Hera's parents. All right. You two go with Chopper as backup. We need to take the console offline. Uh, how are we going to do that? You said you wanted to be a pilot, right? My parents would never approve of this plan. I won't tell if you won't. But Hera and I are working on it. Just don't shoot down our shuttle. You'll need it. If a war is coming, it will be their fight as much as ours. Tech showed me how to scramble his ship's signature. Do you have to go? But I'm sure I'll see you around. And keep an eye on your brothers. They need it. Thanks for believing in me. I underestimated your four friends. Request permission to hunt them down. Granted. Alright, episode 12. Yeah, they're canonizing, connecting Bad Batch to 
damn it, what's it called? The Rebels, that's right. Uh, I think it was a great heist, uh, shooting up episode, breaking them out, showing them that it's a possible change. There's a plane flying overhead. should expect a good episode next week yeah cause next week is episode 13 3 from season finale I don't know if this has 2 seasons or not and also next week is Masters of the Universe so and what if starts in August. And this is Ninjas of Another Color Podcast. This week, we reviewed Bad Batch. Recapped the Braves, um, Flash, Richard Sherman, Dame Dollar, the Braves, the Falcons. And we are now available on Spotify. Uh, rate us, review us, subscribe. Make us the number one podcast in the country. And again, this is your host, Wayne Notley. Checking out. We will see you next week. Ninja of another color pop. Ninjas of another color podcast. We're out.